I drink your milkshake. You are listening to the Billionaire Podcast Network. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning. Safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Blessed be. Welcome to the Blessed Billionaire Boys Backyard Bible Bonanza. Or uh, as we call it, Sex Double B. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> three yeah hey. throw, throw up your double trinities folks my, my trends <laughs> your trends six double b only on the billionaire podcast network ka-ching bing 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 bing, bing. Did, did he fill her up uh be seated uh congregation <laughs> it's it's uh me your co-pastor pastor dalton i'm joined by my fellow shepherd uh pastor jamie how you doing pastor jamie hey blessings Blessings Ble- to you. Ble- blessings be upon you. Praise be to the yeah, most yeah. high. The most the most high. The most high. <laughs> uh yes, it has been a big week for the church. Uh for the church has finally become monetized yeah. on YouTube. We did it. That's a, that's that's incredible. It only took nine uh nine weeks. Yeah, nine weeks of this. Plus, you know, all the other uh, activities. I say countless things you're doing. Countless things that I'm doing. You could probably count them. Uh, but <laughs> you can count. All right. You, can, <laughs> you count can count them. Yeah. You're doing a lot, though. I, yeah, I've been active. I've been uh, taking a um, very brute force approach to content creation and uh, in, uh, you know, quick, in a, um, yeah, rather quick amount of time have been able to monetize the YouTube channel. Mm. What does that entail? Um, well, the channel now, you know, can now receive ad revenue and paid memberships. Wow. And yeah, you know, and so right now estimated revenue for the, the channel, the church is uh, $10.81. Okay. So we're there, you know, we're doing it. And we're doing you know, it. Pastor Jamie is a part of it. Uh, everybody involved with the the church, the organization, is a you know, it's, it's, it's a given a, place. 
Yeah, it's it's been a blessing. It's a blessing for it's sure. Really cool. Yeah, the Lord provideth, and we're you it, know, yeah, yeah, we're we're going big places. I you know I and people have reached out. Like I think I think there's like still some trepidation from uh, podcast listeners, from uh, content consumers to uh, watch or listen to this particular program because it's the Bible. And you know how, oh, you, know how yeah. the, you know how the secular world feels about religion, especially yeah, it's like it's like if they're not, if they're not just if they're not dogging on it the whole time. What 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 is this? What is this? you know? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm getting la- I'm getting laughed at by my uh, by our peers for doing a a Bible exactly. I, you know, I'm getting our own peers laughing at us. They the secular world mocks us, and, and you know the scripture yeah. tells us to to remain it's unfortunate. Yeah, to, to remain uh, steadfast in our faith and, and uh, strong in the face of mockery and, and condemnation, um, as we as we see this week with uh, you know little little Nas X, uh, just completely <laughs> blaspheming. What what happened? You haven't seen the little Nas oh, X? Oh thing sure. Where he's he's doing some like Christ the, the video. Yeah, he's doing like a Jesus thing. Yeah, but it, you talking about the one where he's like lap dancing on the devil? No, no, there's a new one. He's got a new song coming out that's like a Ooh. Jesus song, and um, so he's doing. He's now he's mocking Christ. Oh, I uh, see. Yeah, um, he posted some video where he's like being cru- he's crucified, and then the cross turns into like a transformer, like Ooh. a like a you know like a robot or something. It was you know weird, um, <clears throat> but you know. That's the thing about the the teachings of Christ and being Christ-like on this earth is, uh, you know, e- even in the face of condemnation as such, it, mockery as such, mockery. we do not judge. Uh, we do not um, b- become angry at such things for, for Christ has taught us kindness and love and, and that, you know... Hmm. When I see such things, I, I do not cast aspersions or, or castigate. I, I merely remember the, the teachings of our Lord and Savior that I'm to love everyone and, and mm. practice forgiveness. And, you know, so though yeah. you may strike me down, I, I will not strike you down. I will turn the other cheek. Yeah, that's that's that's, t- that's a tough one. I don't always <laughs> I don't always succeed in that. But uh, you know, I try. Yeah, but I yeah, I think people uh, with th- with this show, yeah, people definitely are more secular now and are more accustomed to japes and jabs and mockery. And we, you know, we this is a sincere program. Like this is a program, we're, we're, we have plenty of laughs. I mean, we've we've actually <laughs> we've said some interesting things that you probably we, wouldn't hear in a, in look, a church doing a Bible study. We. Uh, we push the we push the envelope for for churching for sure. For we sure. riff, but it we... is but it but it is an honest approach, you know. And and I'm going to paraphrase this really bad, but there's there's a verse in Colossians, I believe it's Colossians, the New Colossians? Testament. Colossians is that like a pig in a blanket? Yeah, Colossians. Like the, pig, yeah. the pigs in the blanket people. <laughs> it's a Colossian. They Colossians. They also make, Col- make Colossians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh something about i can't remember if uh, i can't remember where it is but um man and I, you know of course you hear paraphrasing because this is how things get lost in translation here but 
basically something that nothing should come out of your mouth than what is edifying to the church. So he's not even saying don't cuss. Mm-hmm. He's saying whatever comes out of your mouth should be edifying to the church, something that helps the church, grows the church, or, or you know, you, you know what I'm saying, like it aids uh, in whatever in your ministry, right? So it's like sometimes I think even honest approach of like whether it be a, a cuss word for the effect or just talking about some really harsh and dark subjects, especially comedically, perhaps yeah. that could be edifying to the church you know how you interpret all these things are very uh obviously subjective sometimes but yeah uh, and speaking of edifying eddie uh eddie patterson who who plays um on the the righteous gemstones um the (laughs) you ever watch that show yeah i watched like the first uh episode i never oh yeah well i i think that Edie, her her name is Edie. She plays the uh, the sister. Um, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on the character's name right now, but uh, I think that that shows a good example of something that approaches the church in a way that's like very funny. It's a comedy show, a lot of swears, a lot of sex stuff, mm-hmm. but it's also it's also like very sincere. It's like a very genuine show, and like you could tell that. Uh, Danny McBride grew up around that and is not like trying to mock what Christianity and the church is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an interesting show because it does like, <clears throat> you know, it does highlight like sort of the, the hypocrisy of those mega churches. It's very funny, but yeah. there's also, there's also like a very like groundedness to it in the, in the way that it approaches the uh, like all the religious aspects of it. Mm-hmm. it's good dude. you should watch it maybe i'll give it a, yeah maybe i'll give it another shot give it another shot dude Un- uncle baby billy the walton goggins character is mm-hmm. a revelation the funniest really? character. <laughs> the right. funniest character on television right now wow okay yeah all right um, yeah i'll give it another shot then i know in fact last time we we spoke i was supposed to do some homework and i just realized just now i, I didn't uh i did not watch noah i did not either uh so I I had failed to do that. Uh, you know been... what? It's okay because uh, we still have to go to chapter nines and and ten, mm-hmm. uh, or have to do with with Noah as well. So we could do it after this episode before next week. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get around to it. Yeah, we'll get around to it. I I, I got you know I've been like really busy. I've been working. I'm probably gonna get fired, but you know whatever. Oh really? Oh man! Yeah, they they are not happy with my performance <laughs> at my job. Uh, I can sell podcasts. I can sell you know I can get people to subscribe to my YouTube. I'm very bad at selling cell phone service. So you're good at podcast, not Comcast. Hey, bleep that! Bleep that! Ble- oh, uh, sorry, Jamie. Jamie, bleep that! <laughs> you 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 said Comcast on here. I thought I've not. No, I've made a concerted effort to not say oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> we, um, well, you said you're gonna get fired anyway. I don't know. They they you know they, I'm under review. They want to do coaching and stuff. It's a good job. Great place. I have nothing bad to say about it, folks. Great, great stuff going on there. Great, great product, great service. Great package plans. 
Oh my god! I mean, great bundles, but that you know, we'll move on from that. That's all. That's all we'll say about that. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been a big, it's been a big week. A uh, big week. Yeah, it's, for, it has been big week for religion. A uh, big week for Judaism. Even you know, uh, you speak. You know, speaking of uh, the Book of Genesis, Noah, the book, first book of Moses. Uh, uh-huh. Big big week for Judaism. Um, Why is that? For for why, Jamie? Are you serious? Because of the 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 tunnels, the tunnels. I just I just saw something about that. I don't know what's going on though yet. Dude, you are you are. I'm, I'm late. You're very offline, Jamie, because it's <laughs> it's the only thing anyone's talking about. It's so what's, good. What's happening? Uh, so there's a Chabad in Crown Heights. A Chabad is like a um like a type of a synagogue, like a Hasidic. I don't really know. I don't know what's going on with those people, but they, there's a synagogue there at, at like 770 Eastern Parkway in Crown Heights. And apparently, yeah, apparently the, um, the Hasids there, the congregation at some point had like dug up some underground layer for the synagogue, like these, like some tunnel and the city and the NYPD came in there to like, bust it up and like pour concrete into it to seal it back up and so this like big fight broke out between the Hasids and the nypd and there's just all there's just this hilarious footage of this like riot breaking out you you know how the Hasids look they all got like the suits and the hats and they're just like flipping pews over and knocking over tables and (laughs) dude it's crazy the and the best one the one that went the most viral and is not a good look for Jewish people is a, a video of a Hasidic man in like full Hasi garb crawling out of the sewer, like coming out yeah, from, I saw, from I saw underground. What, what are they, what are they doing down there? What do they have? Tunnels? Nobody knows. Nobody has any, well, clue. how far is it? They don't know how far they go. It looked like it was just like a sub, some sub basement, maybe like it said, it, from what I understand, they were trying to connect that synagogue to some other church or something. And the city came in and was like, you definitely cannot do this. The, the, the amount of permits you would need to even start a project like this. They were like, this is just not going to happen. We got to seal this up. Um, and, you know, it was it was finally like a moment where the, the city just absolutely had to step in to the Hasids who normally mm-hmm. just do whatever they want whenever they want all the time and yeah. never face any consequences for any of the weird stuff that they do <laughs> but this one was like no this yeah, is actually like dangerous this, yeah this is like, yeah. like somebody will die if you do this mm-hmm. um and it's, it's not that's a good wild yeah not a good look for jewish people that's a, uh, that's what a what a weird day yeah I, I literally was just going home and i saw i saw that video you're talking about where he's crawling out of the the tunnel and and i was just like uh, i'll get back to that later i gotta take my work clothes off get on this pod and uh i figured i'd see something about it later I'd, yeah and i saw some video of him arguing with this other guy yeah, there was this uh, like Italian like, Ita- Italian, yeah, Italian cop. cop. Yeah, like ask him about it, and the the, the line that's been going around is, is he's like, "We don't do that in America, bud." He's like, "We don't do that here in America." Jeez. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's and it's just such a bad look, you know, because Jew- like Jewish people have spent like 
decades to quell any sort of um imagery or ideas that they are you know like underground yeah. tunnel dwelling golems and uh and now there's like you know pretty uh extensive footage of, of them just doing that yeah, so that's, that's pretty that's pretty bizarre yeah it's very funny it's the hardest i've laughed in a while is watching someone sitting there climb out of the sewer i was i dude i seriously was like Man, you cannot look this Jewish and be seen doing this. It really, yeah. it, it's 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 as bad. <laughs> yeah. It's as on the nose as if you saw like a black guy with like great Fanta and watermelon and fried cheese. It's like, come on, man. You no, know, yeah, it's like, are you seriously doing that? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, it's too much. It's just like, mm. no, this is bad for you. It's bad for your people. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's how I feel. Anytime you see like a white video surface up of of a, of a white guy saying the n-word i'm just like come on dude what are you doing yeah or, or not even, helping the cause or even just like a white person cooking with like no seasoning i'm like nope this is bad for <laughs> us bad for our people yeah come on man make us proud here yeah, some please spice. use some lowry's please because <laughs> i, I want to put a stop to this harmful stereotype that we don't be seasoning <laughs> our food I know. I was like, see, I grew up with like good cooks in the family, so like I grew up eating eating nice, developing a good spice palate. Like I don't know where that came from. Oh, uh, dude, it was disappointing. I, I always got Lowry's and Tony Shasheries and all kinds of seasons on deck. I don't, you know, it's such a harmful stereotype to our community. Yeah, um, it's a tough one. Not the worst out there, but hey, <laughs> we got to have something. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's been a big week for Judaism. <laughs> wow, yeah, it sure has, and uh. You know. And they found like a like a bloody mattress down there. There's like, there's like some picture of them like hauling up some like twin size mattress like covered in blood and doo doo, and everyone's like, "What was the mattress? Be what was that? Why is there a mattress in high chairs?" Do his uh, Hasidics? Yeah. Still, do they still? Uh, do they? Do, they don't sacrifice animals, do they? No, no, they. I don't think so. I don't know what they do. To hey, be what honest, they're down there like what they're down there. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I know it's a I really know, extreme I, version. I've heard that they do have that they are like kind of incestuous, and the men, like grown men, will marry like teenage women to girls, teenage girls. Yeah, yeah, young ladies. Yeah, and the way, and I've I don't know how true this is. This might just be one of those like meme things or stereotypes that goes around but i've heard that the way they do a bris is also kind of uh gross hmm. you know what a bris is yeah i've heard how they i've heard about it like yeah but it, i don't know how true that ever was with the like with the moil yeah i because i wonder if that if that's like the same kind of myth as like the hole in the sheet right right like i i don't know how true that is but it's certainly like proliferated as a, as a thing that people are aware of that mm -hmm. the moil snips the foreskin and then gives it's it a teeth. little with his teeth right no he uses like a like the ceremonial tools or whatever a hammer and chisel or whatever they do and what does he put um, his mouth on it for I, I guess like when, when it's bleeding he like sucks the blood off with his mouth and that's what i you know that's what we hear yeah that's the yeah i don't know who signs up for that job I, you know i don't know i don't know i don't know why anybody would be hasidic i don't get it like i don't i i can understand being jewish kind of but i don't 
understand like that particular sect because it's so unbelievably strict and oppressive and it's yeah yeah, Yeah. and it's not even like it doesn't seem like it lines up with like just like what judaism is asking of anybody it seems like it's this like radical thing well it is it's 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 an extra i believe it's a there's another text that they look at the the talmud is it the talmud is that what it is i don't know i can't remember what it's called but it's something that's outside the pentateuch or the torah yeah, I think it might like, be the Talmud. I I, I don't know much maybe. about what, what's going on over there. I just know that my experience with them, having lived in that area for a little while, they're, they're very mean, very insular, tribal people. This and is interesting. I mean, we both like literally lived there in Crown Heights. We did, yeah. We lived near that Chabad. Like, That's crazy. Because it's over there on Eastern Parkway. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we were walking distance from it. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Wow. Yeah. Um, but you know big big week for i guess uh, for judaism yeah um no, no kidding a big week for a lot of it well let's let's well let's dive in let's see what happens yeah. with, uh, with these with these other jews um <laughs> yeah we're still in the the first book of moses which we will be for the well, better part of a year you know and they didn't come to think of it now like none of these people had a uh they didn't have a um like a name nationally they didn't have a name for the group of the people yet we haven't seen that once have we no i don't i don't think there was like an official tribe yet because yeah, i mean they, everything's getting wiped out right now so that that they true. haven't been able to form anything like that yet so yeah, I, I, mean, I think like these next few true. chapters is when god <clears throat> actually starts forming like a covenant with humanity and we start seeing the rituals and the laws and everything happen so like uh, up until yeah. this point, it's just been like chaos, and this yeah. is more like now we're getting into like structure. Yeah, these re- he's wiping it clean, so to speak, a, a, a washing, if you will, a rebirth. Yeah, doing a little, you know, it all comes out in the wash, you know. Yeah, burn it, b- reborn through the yeah. watery placenta of a flood. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, one way to think about this, I mean, this is like kind of the first baptism, baptizing yeah. the whole earth it is it is i mean a lot of people use that metaphor for a, a prophecy of what's to come or the idea of yeah rebirth and resurrection dude there's a, a lot, lot of people of, have taken a lot of symbology in this chapter for sure a lot of yes. symbolism and if you know if we're smart enough we might understand it uh, yeah, but that remains to be seen <laughs> yeah this <laughs> this is true yeah also a text that's been studied closely for a very long time by many many people so we'll we'll do our best we'll do our best that's hey that's what this show is and that's that's all christ asks of us is to do you know do our best hey man in, in this just, life uh well and we have a long way before we get there oh man but you know what <laughs> there's always time for you know forgiveness is there if you want it Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so we're on uh genesis chapter eight chapter eight yeah Ch- genesis chat the first book of moses genesis chapter eight verse one <clears throat> and god remembered noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark well, that's that's good. Thank thank God he remembered. I'm glad he. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't forget. I'm glad. <laughs> no, I was like, hey, God, you remember? You remember? I'm over here. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I know that feeling. Like when you're sitting in the truck, like when you go to Walmart as a kid, and you, you know you're like, I, I don't want to go in. You ever do that? Yeah. You ever have that where it's it's like I'll just wait in the car. You go on into Walmart, and then yeah. after like 20 minutes, you're like, oh, I guess I guess they just forgot. Like they're just never coming back to the car. Yeah, they're never coming back. Yeah, I guess that was kind of the feeling that Noah was dealing with, or you know. Well, or what about God though? So God's just sitting around in heaven going. I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Oh, God, Noah's. Oh, crap. You think God, yeah, God was just like playing Grand Theft Auto for a few days. And then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that, oh yes. I flooded the earth. <laughs> and there's this nope. guy. This guy is waiting on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got all those animals, his whole families with him. Oh, I feel like a little rascal. I could have swore I set my alarm. <laughs> And, and he looks at his phone and it's like, oh, I used it, it was the calculator. Yeah. But even it wasn't even the alarm. <laughs> I always do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he remembered him. PM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said it. He, he said it for Noah. PM when he meant AM. <laughs> Just completely slept through it. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he remembered. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged. Uh, assuaged. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after you said that God passed wind. He passed yeah. the wind. And <laughs> he passed wind, and the waters assuaged. That happens. I'd imagine if God were to break wind, it would assuage the waters. I'd imagine it would be quite mighty. Yeah, a mighty wind. <laughs> the, yeah, most so, high, the most high. The, the most high. Yeah, so the waters of Swage, uh, verse 2. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained, <laughs> and the waters returned from off the earth continually, and after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. Where's that? Oh, it's just right over uh, there by, you know. <laughs> this is right over, over yonder. I mean, that that might answer our question about like any sort of geography. Where is, where is Ararat? Yeah. I mean, surely there's, there's going to be some maps in this thing. This new study Bible. I haven't gone through this whole thing yet. There's so much so, to it. It says here that Mount Ararat, Ararat, uh, was that is that a Pokemon? Um, <laughs> Mount Ararat is a volcano in Turkey. Turkey, okay, that's what yeah. I always heard growing up is that they there was they they would say oh they found parts of Noah's Ark in Turkey. Here we go. Know. I'm on the Wikipedia page, brother. Resting place of Noah's Ark origin of the tradition according to the book of genesis of the old testament noah's ark this this is our scott this is how we uh do research here is read a wikipedia article yeah according to yeah <laughs> according to the book of genesis of the old testament <laughs> noah's ark landed on the mountains of ararat biblical hebrew hair ararat uh, Genesis 8 4. Many historians and Bible scholars agree that Ararat is the Hebrew name of Urartu, uh, the geographical predecessor of Armenia. 
They argue that the word referred to the wider region at the time and not specifically to Mount Ararat. The phrase is translated as mountains of Armenia in the Vulgate. Nevertheless, Ararat is traditionally considered the resting place of Noah's Ark and thus regarded as a biblical map. I mean, no matter what, that's got to suck, dude, to be like trapped up on uh, on the water in you know, mountains for, for, for 150 days and then the, and then it's like finally dude it's like the, finally the waters are assuaging and oh. and then where do you, and then where where do you land on top of a mountain yeah yeah <laughs> that's cr- that's crazy well yeah. i was gonna ask you too. think about this though dude all right so back in chapter seven the water prevailed upon the earth and it was raining for no, rain for four days and 40 nights. Water prevailed upon the earth for 150 days. And then in chapter 8, it says that and the water receded steadily for 150 days. So is that a total of 300 days? It says here that it was, I mean, I don't know. I think it was 150 days total total yeah i think gotcha. so yeah okay yeah i think it was like it was 40 days and 40 nights and then mm-hmm. it's just still i guess and then after 150 uh, wait hold on yeah we, i i guess i i mean? yeah i guess like i don't know when the waters began to assuage but I, I think all said and done, it was 150 days on the ark before it. He says water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the water decreased. So yeah, so yeah. I guess you're. I guess you're right. Then it is just. It was 150 days. Yeah, and so in the and so the ark rested on the mountains of Ararat, which you know is not the not ideal. <laughs> like, oh well now, now we're stuck on a mountain in a boat with a bunch of animals. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, exactly. it's not a good place to for a boat to be is on a mountain. Just on mountains, and then you and you know you're on mountains because you're like, these are mountain peaks, and you and then there's still water. You can still see it. It's like we need it to go down even further, and then we can make our way down yeah. at some point, you know. And how yeah. steep are these mountains? I mean, I hope they're not. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, yeah, the situation is not much better than it was. It's like, okay, cool. I'm on a mountain, and everything is still kind of flooded. So, yeah, this is, you know, this is not not that good. And it sucks. And, and when this is like, when this is finally over, we have to walk down a mountain to like yeah, figure exactly. out how to get all these cows and you know chickens and everything down yeah. this mountain what you really should do is get them to all mate and have a bunch of babies that way you can take them all down in a bigger group because the inevitable will fall and die that way you still have some extras that's true yeah it's a precarious situation for yeah for sure because if you only have two two of everything and then you've already all the extras you already used for your sacrifices so you've got like two of each then yeah any sort of like if you trip or if there's an avalanche anything you know mm-hmm. That's the that's the extinction for whatever that species is. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's done. That's why we don't have dodos anymore. Well, that's why. Yeah, exactly. The the dodo tumbled <laughs> off the mountain after the flood, and uh, yeah, Noah was like, "Well, my and bad." Like, I mean, he's like, "God, those birds were kind of stupid anyway." Yeah, it was a dumb bird. You know, we don't need Literally, it. 
doesn't even fly. Aimed at the dodo. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't even fly, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Okay, so yikes. Yeah, so he's in a rough situation post flood. Yeah, this is is a scary, very scary. Very scary. (laughs) They had to have been scared. I mean, yeah, that would be very, very scary. Dude, I mean, I, I'm I'm scared when when my socks get wet. You know, <laughs> that scares me. I couldn't imagine being in this situation. Yeah, just dying to get off the boat. Yeah, and then we go to verse five, and the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made, and he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Uh, And he uh, also, he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. What happened to the raven? He just left? I wonder if it died. Well, he sent out, he said, okay, he he sent out a raven and it flew here and there until the water was dried up from the earth. So I guess the raven just left. The yeah, the raven piece that I yeah, I, don't know. I feel like there the raven die. I don't know. I feel like there's some symbology here, right up between the raven and the dove. See, yeah, something well, dark and light. Maybe, and you know, a dove is is also representative in the Bible a lot as the holy spirit or the spirit of god it's used yeah several times as a dove uh, more specifically um during jesus's baptism yes uh, and that, aren't know. they also like carriers like messengers yes carriers messengers yeah so yeah maybe it's like that's like the dove was meant to return and the raven wasn't so you know but it's but you know, ravens are also ravens are very smart. They all they can also do they can do courier services. That's what they use yeah, in Game of Thrones. What, Game of Thrones uses yeah, ravens. Yeah, they do. You're right. They do use ravens. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know what this is about. I mean, we yeah, with David, doves aren't messengers. Then it's the uh, we're thinking of pigeons, or maybe they use doves too. Isn't a pigeon know. also a dove? Is this kind of the same family, right? Aren't they right? I, I don't know. That would seem that would seem right. They walk the same. I'm not an ornithologist, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, neither. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. Until it's dried up, then he sent out. Okay. Yes. Well, maybe it says he sent the raven, and it flew here and there until the water was dried up from the earth so maybe he kept coming back and he couldn't go anywhere but then once the raven didn't come back then he was like okay time to send a dove oh yeah and then, that... he, and then maybe he sent the dove so the, ra- the yeah, raven, the raven was place. yeah the raven was doing recon and reporting back regularly and then it, i guess it just disappeared at one point 
and he was like, okay, maybe there's a place now for it. And the dove went out, maybe couldn't reach it in time. Maybe it was yeah. too far for the dove. And so he's like, all right, come back in. I'll wait another seven days. That's what he says, right? He took it, took it back into the ark. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Yeah, but okay. See verse 10 there. Yeah. So, but I don't understand. So it says he sent the raven until the waters were dried up from off the earth. And he also sent a dove to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But isn't that, that's the same thing, right? If the well, waters are dried. Can ravens then, swim? Uh, can, can ravens fly higher? I don't know. Or can they uh, go further maybe than a dove? Or if the waters are dried up from off the earth, would they not also be abated from the face of the ground? <laughs> yes, I suppose I, they would. Yeah, I don't know. And it dried up to see if the water was abated. Maybe just the raven died. Maybe it was just flying for so long and it drowned because it. But if the no raven, but hold on, if he only had two of each animal, then that then there would be no more ravens. If that maybe happened. they were maybe they had gotten a screw in and laying some eggs on the ark. I mean, they had 140, 50 days. Oh, you might you might be right about that. Yeah, they might you have. Know. There might have been more ravens by this point. Or maybe he just brought an extra <laughs> couple for this reason or something. I mean, but it is yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. There's some uh, symbolism. Wanna... There's symbolism here we're not getting between the, a, the, the raven and the dove. Yeah, go ahead. What's the footnote? Like the John, the old John MacArthur uh, footnote on it. Yeah, go. Ra a raven dove. Ravens survive on a broad range of food types. If any food was available outside of the ark, the raven could survive. In contrast, a dove is much more selective in its food choices. The dove's choice of food would indicate that new life had begun to grow. Thus, no one in his family could also survive outside the ark. Okay. That's okay, something. that you know what? That makes sense. Then we're on to something here. So that might be the... Um, <clears throat> maybe that's the symbolism. The, you know, the raven represents the, the dark, the, uh, you know... It eats anything. Uh, it just eats anything. Yeah, it's it's moving away from uh, God. We need God. We need the 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 life, the sustenance that God provideth for us. The I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you know, people have always tried to draw their conclusions however they want them. Like I don't know. The raven, raven dove thing is weird. It's, yeah, ravens are interesting. Ravens are cool birds. They're not. They're just black, but that doesn't mean they're like evil or necessarily represent any sort of, you know, any, anything devilish. They're just sure. black and birds. Were, and they didn't say it was a white dove. Could have been like yeah. a blue dove or, or something. Yeah, it's probably a white dove. Probably a white dove. Probably a white dove. Edge of seventeen. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, age of seventeen. The, the age of seventeen. Edge of seventeen. Oh, edge of seventeen. Yeah, no. just like the white winged of oh, songs so I like these like singing. singing. Ooh, ooh, baby. baby. Ooh, ooh, baby. ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's on. That's a jam. That's a, oh, that's a jam right there. Yeah, um, we got a. I got a lot. I got some feedback from uh, playing uh, "Flood" by Jars of Clay last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had some people DMing going, holy crap, I forgot about this song and all that. 
Yeah, people, yeah, people were in the comments like, "Yeah, this slaps. This is good. This was this was a jam." <laughs> um, uh, that's good. Yeah, so I yeah I, I guess yeah I guess the Raven was out there rooting around just eating cr- critters and fish or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe I didn't think about that. Yeah, and the dove, the dove was like, yeah, the minnows. Yeah, and the dove was just freaking out and like, I got to get back to the ark. And yeah, there's nothing. I can't eat anything here. Yeah, there's nothing here. So the the waters have not abated from the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I guess that's that's that. <laughs> yeah, so it was good to, for them to know that. Yeah, they could leave the ark when once the dove figures it out. I guess. Yeah, um, and then we we go we go to uh, verse nine, uh, or wait, no, verse ten. And he okay. stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, and the dove came into him in the evening, and lo. In her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him anymore. So there yes. you I mean, now the dove and raven are just, you know, having it on their own adventure together. It's it's going good. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, bur- think how Think how far they had to fly, though. Imagine being in a place where you see no land around you in the middle of the ocean, or you're just on a mountaintop. I mean, that's a vast distance to go for a bird, and then to come back without getting down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, his wings had to be tired. Oh, yeah, a little guy is a trooper, you know? Yeah. That's probably probably the first time anyone made that joke. Like, I uh, I just flew in... Boy, my my arms tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, these are also talking doves. Uh, these is a talking dove. Yeah, there's a footnote on that. Uh, hey, I was gonna I point out something. I think it was interesting. I think this is actually a testament to uh, an Old Testament. An old, it's an Old Testament. <laughs> to, okay. <laughs> to uh, where maybe the actual geographic uh, mountains of. Ararat are uh the dove the dove brought back an olive leaf mm-hmm. perhaps these mountains uh perhaps that they really did land around turkey this argument. yeah is this yeah. where we get like it's an olive leaf but where where does the expression like extending an olive branch come from does it start here mm, oh i don't know i don't know because what is i mean what is the what is the like symbolism of the olive leaf you know it's it's like reading this as as like a a literature you know it's not an olive leaf for no reason um yeah that's a good point oh i was right i was right jamie it's from here the expression to extend an olive branch means an offer of peace or reconciliation it has a biblical origin it comes from the book of genesis the sign that the flood was over was an olive branch brought back to the ark by a dove. So I guess in like some translations, it's a branch instead of a leaf. Okay, I was right. Nice. So that's that's what it means. That's like the symbolism. is It's an offering of peace. It's like God's message that is, you know, peace, peace be with you, peace be upon you. The flood is over. Yeah, the flood is over. Bad times are over. Yeah. 
you know. Okay. So I mean, yeah, there we figured we got we figured it out, dude. That's well it's kind of yeah. crazy that some that some that that yeah, origins of idioms that we say are, are biblical like the origin is the Bible. It's not like like where did that come from? It's like, oh well it came from the Bible. That's kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, how, how influential this book is, basically. Very influential. Goaded, some would say. Uh goaded. But but I was just but I was meaning like the, the idea that um that these people, Moses, and where we are with our knowledge of the Bible, I mean that, that wouldn't be too far far off. If if Ararat's in Turkey and he's finding olive leaves, I mean that's olives are in, indigenous to that kind of uh, yeah like mediterranean um, yeah mediterranean so it's kind of like that's kind of interesting too cool and kind of cool and like a historical point is that you know they're probably it's probably around there somewhere that this did it kind of happen somehow you know, perhaps unless they just wrote this as a well there probably was tale. at some point there probably was some sort of cataclysmic flood because this is not the only flood mm. story. There's also like uh, other tales from from that time, like the the Epic of Gilgamesh and, and some uh, probably some other stories that mm-hmm. are like the same story, like different characters but very similar right uh, meaning. So there, I, there there probably was some sort of like apocalyptic flood that like wiped out of some percentage of the population and there were these like stories written about like what okay so what happened because there was no like yeah there was no doppler radar there was no you know there was no, yeah no and it was like, just and, and at some point you were just like yeah i don't know i just remember as a kid all my grandparents were always talking about a flood and you know because that would be crazy starting over like as it you know all you would have a remember and then at some point everybody that remembers the flood would be dead and at that point on it's a game of telephone yeah and i think all stories at this time were like some game of telephone. i don't think anyone's writing oh, yeah. anything down uh, that's a good point i mean because yeah i don't know when actually written words started yeah, like right yeah i think like most stories back then were spoken it was just like orated so right any sort of text would be based on just the passing down of, of like these uh orated stories and then at some yeah. point somebody finally writes it down yeah true i'm sure they're probably like maybe more like hieroglyphs and images if anything maybe we're not scholars so no. we do not know what we're talking about <laughs> this is true we're this is very like, like we're, we're just like what if yeah, this is very like Rogan history, just like just saying things based on nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. Based on some vague idea of something we might have heard at one point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let's all right. Well, let's get back to what what it's saying then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and let's see. So the dove is gone. Verse thirteen. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year in the first month. The first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. When when is the earth actually dry? They've said the earth was dry 
like five different times now, and I, it's never it has when when is it dry? On the second day of the fourth the fourth month. The second and on the second hold on, <laughs> the second month on the seventh and twentieth day of the so the twenty seventh of February. Uh, I guess <laughs> the earth was finally dry. Well, this is the first month of the first in the first month on the first month. The first month, the first day of the month, the waters are dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. Well, yeah, so that makes sense. So that's a month later. It's it's still dry. It is still okay. Yeah, you're right. You know what? It would still be dry. Yeah. It's also in the third. Let's just add in the third month on the fourteenth day of the month. Still dry. Earth was dry. <laughs> you're right. I guess from that it's, point it's, forward, it's, any date you mention, you could say, and the earth was dry. Well, because and to be fair, it did say that the floodgates, uh, the floodgates stopped. Uh, the floodgates were restrained, right, and closed. The floodgates were closed, which came from the earth. There was there was the sky rain, and then there was the earth rain, and it was coming forth through the floodgates. So maybe they were just like, I don't know, because we wait. Saw where the are the are the floodgates in the earth or in the sky? In the sky. Uh oh, I'm sorry. The fountains of the deep, not the floodgates. The fountains, fountains of, of the deep. deep. And then so they're the probably floor. just worried. They're like, are these are these fountains of the deep going to do that crazy? I mean, we saw what they just started spewing up. Yeah. You know? So there's the earth. So the earth rain and the sky rain is finally. So maybe done. he was just worried. Maybe he was like, because he opened up, right? He said the Noah removed the covering and looked. It was dry. So then, in the second month, it was still dry. Oh yeah, we should keep going. Should keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, look right there. Uh, and then we go to verse 15. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. Sounds like these animals are going to get to know each other. If you know what they're I mean. They're about to do some knowing. They're about to do some no Noah's not the up. Noah's not the only one knowing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they're all going to be knowing some stuff soon. They're all going to be knowing, dude. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I think it is. I think Noah was just like like let's wait. Like he's like it's dry. I'm sure his family was like, oh, "Come on, let's go." He's like, "No, no." And so he closed himself up for like another month and a half. And he's like, it's still dry. And family's like, are you ready? And then God's like, all right, yeah, no, get, yeah, I'll leave. Like, get out of that ark. Yeah, we need the all clear from God. We need like yeah. an official message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, just like any emergency service system, you want you want to wait until you get the notification on your phone that. Yeah, because you know, that's because this is true. God said, enter the ark. He never said leave it, so it's, he's probably just like, "What do I do? Do I?" Because that's that's what thing? we were that's what we were all waiting for with COVID was like some some sort of like message that said like it's officially over, and yeah. we just never got that. And nope. yeah, so take your booster. Yeah, we just there, there's never been like an official end date for COVID. In fact, they say it's worse than like it's. The yeah, second worst, the second worst wave since it started, apparently. 
Mm-hmm. So we never got we never got any sort of message from God on this one, um, on this uh, only COVID, you know, f- flood of the, uh, you know, it is a a flood of the vi- viral flood, so to the speak. Viral, yeah, viral flood. Yeah, the worldwide viral flood. Yeah, another punishment from God unto man for <laughs> sodomy or something <laughs> for something we did. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't because we were all going to church. Yeah. So yeah. So he, yeah, he got the all clear from God, and God's telling him, you know, let these animals out and let them get to know him. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They need to they need to multiply abundantly. Yeah. And then we go to verse 18, and Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth. We've got to cover our bases here. Everything. All of it. After their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast, and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. So the way the way God is being described here is Whoa. still like somewhat like corporeal. Like he smelled the burnt offerings like he has human senses. Yeah, mine says it was he smelled the soothing aroma. Oh, yours says soothing aroma. A soothing aroma. Yeah, mine, mine says. Mine says he smelled a sweet savor. Um, <clears throat> but the Lord is smelling. So he still exists as some sort of like tangible, tactile being rather than this like supernatural celestial entity that we would know him as today. Well, maybe too. It's it's kind of saying like maybe him smelling the sweet savour or the soothing aroma. Maybe that's just saying. I mean, let me let me put it this way: if, if it said the Lord smelled um, a a spoiled carcass, you think I would be pleased with that? So maybe it's just more so is trying to say that he accepted it or that Noah's Noah's sacrifice was accepted yeah, yeah god said god said what's cooking good looking yeah yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that'd be that'd be the new uh 2024 modern trans millennial modern translation yeah yeah the, yeah, the lord said smells bussin yeah that's that slaps, <laughs> slaps. on god on, on god, god on on me on, on me yeah for real for real no for, cap for real <laughs> this is some this is a bussin sacrifice no dead no. ass it, it is an, it is a dead ass it's a, don- it is, yeah, a donkey it is a dead sacrifice ass. a donkey for you yeah uh it's <laughs> correct dead ass what is, dead that? Ass. Dead ass. <laughs> what is that dead ass what is that dead ass um that's great that's great yeah but but you know what i mean like god the way this is written here is like god still has like a closer um like physical connection at least in the way it's written to humans because like the way we know god now and the way he's represented represented later on especially in the new testament is he's just sort of this like idea 
that people have to have faith in to to mm-hmm. you just have faith in God. So there's no yeah. like he's not smelling any you know there's no record of him smelling anything or talking to anybody or doing anything like this. It's just like you just have faith in him and then, like the only person he's like communicating with at that time is Jesus, his son. But here he's he exists still as more of a uh, you know like a, a similar god as what you would see in other mythologies like mm-hmm, he, had, he mm-hmm. has like some sort of connection with the earth still in yeah, a, that, a physical a good way point. yeah because it does yeah especially the smelling part you know but and even said something to him but maybe this is god just again continuing that kind of separation from us because because now he's like all right well i'll never i'm never going to curse the ground again especially on account of man i'm not going to punish the earth like yeah. Because of man, I'm not going to do this because of man, because the intent of man's heart is only evil from his youth. So I'm not. Yeah, the, the lines, here. the lines are being drawn here. Like you're seeing more of a distinction being made between man and God. That like what, what God is realizing and, and what we're like understanding and reading this is that God is pure and good and righteous mm-hmm. no matter what. But the what lies within the hearts of all men from their youth till their death within their imaginations is evil evil god and that's so that's <laughs> that's such an intense and a hard pill to swallow i think unless i mean unless of course you're like have already been there enough to be like yeah i'm pretty evil but you know the youth thing is interesting because like how young you think he's talking about you think from like infant you know and there's that idea of like i mean the infant Ar- original sin original sin versus like age of accountability or like our children you know like how innocent our children well i mean i mean you remember be like we remember being a kid and we see it in kids that kids Mm -hmm. can be vicious yes like kids can like have you know it's just pure unfiltered uh formless uh you know mischievousness Mischievousness. Mischievy? Mischievy. (laughs) Malevolence. Oh, mischief. Mischief. That's the word. (laughs) Mischief. (laughs) Yeah, we are scholars. Mischievy. But yeah, kids, you know, they they can be like really mean. I mean, you know, there's bullying and Mm -hmm. hurting animals, you know, playing with fire. Like a, a child's imagination is one of violence and near do well well and then hit me think about the hitting aspect too i mean if kids even babies they don't know what's going on if they don't want someone doing something they just start whacking them yeah you know? yeah and or, so like, or biting and it's like maybe they're looking for a reaction but but even as a youth let's say youth's a little bit older than a baby or a kid like it's at that age where you're being a real a real bird yes like i'm talking like those teenage years where you're just and that's an age where you really start like testing the boundaries of rebellion and really start going against things that you've been taught not to do like on purpose. Yeah. You know, you think your parents are stupid. Like, oh, I'm going to do all this crap. And it just, yeah, it starts snowballing into adulthood. I mean, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. But I mean, on the, on the flip side of that, like, I think everybody has instinctually some sort of moral compass, like a sense of right and wrong. But we also have this like, um, definitely in our imaginations and our desires 
uh, to do, to do bad, to be bad, bad boys. Mm-hmm. And it's, so, you know, being a, being a big part of youth and growing up is like receiving teachings and structure that provide you with a more, uh, fine tuned moral compass, some sort of like rigidity that allows you to, uh, you know, walk the right path yeah. in life and, and, and harness that harness that, that yeah. male energy into the good yeah to <clears throat> yeah take that mischievy and, yeah. and channel it into something uh constructive you know because yeah. we see i mean you know it says here in the imagination is evil and you know we see that with like so much creativity i mean look at you know we do comedy and so much of comedy is you know we try to be bad boys you know mm-hmm. we try to you know we, when we do our teehees we try to you know <laughs> we try to push you know really like walk that line and push the envelope a lot sure. a lot of us do and say say the things that that which only reside in the evil hearts of man that many are afraid to speak out loud yeah but and uh, that's the thing though we're just merely talking about it i mean god dang dude the amount of oh hey whoa Blasphemy. Oh, sorry. Father God, please forgive Jamie for his sins. The the intent of I'm evil. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just the amount of evil crap I've done, you know, like oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, oh dude, when I when I when I was in my like mania when like all of everything I had been like all the good and wholesome things that I had been instilled in me were just gone and I was just pure unfiltered um id and hmm. the the evil imagination was was really uh shining through me uh yeah. or, or oozing out of me <laughs> dude i said and did some rotten things <laughs> I, yeah. I was a maniac and, and uh made some very bad phone calls and did some very bad things so um that's in the yeah i I, i've experienced it firsthand you see yeah you get it when it's when you know it's it's like there's a difference whenever you're like man i'm evil like versus like oh yeah everybody else is evil you know you can like admit like man i'm full of uh some pretty rough stuff yeah but this you know and this this idea is also explored in a lot of like philosophies later like you know our boy Jordan B. Peterson <clears throat> talks a lot about like Jungian philosophy, the uh, the light and the shadow selves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean we, within everybody is this sort of like good and evil that that reside you know resides within them, and there's no there's no banishing of either one. There's always going to be some ratio, some uh, concoction of both, and yeah you know we what we must do is uh embrace both and explore both and understand them and harness both of those uh energies both of those imaginations to be constructive and and, uh live live a good fulfilling broad life um you know yeah it's a tough balance indeed it's tough balance yeah but i mean i you know we're we're obsessed with evil. I mean, look at you know all the all oh, true crime and horror movies. Oh yeah, and violence. True. You know, violence in movies and sex on TV. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, and what and 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 this, this, what about the simple uh, laughing at uh, someone else's expense? You know, like someone else falling down is funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Be in school if so, if someone mm-hmm. like just ha- has a brutal accident. Yeah. You know, it's, you start laughing at them, and they're in pain. They're hurting. They need a helping oh, and, and, and for some reason, when someone's fatter and falls, it's even funny. Oh, dude. Right. Yeah. What's you that? See a what, fat fall or a skinny fall? What is that? Uh, I think it was Mel Brooks who said, um, you know, the difference between like tragedy and comedy is oh, like if, yeah. a, if a man if a man is shaving in the morning and he cuts himself, that's a tragedy. But if if a man is walking on the way to work and falls down a manhole and dies, that's a comedy. No, no, the, it's it's different. It's it's if if the man falls down the well and dies that's a comedy if you cut your beard cut your cheek shaving that's a tragedy yes so it's it's more personal like if if it happens to me smallest thing is a tragedy the worst thing happens to you it's a comedy yeah 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 of course yeah you know so it's even it's it's like so twisted yeah but i mean he's right about that (laughs) yeah oh look at that guy he died yeah we we derive a lot of joy from the suffering of others because of the evil (laughs) within our imaginations yeah the the intent of man's heart is evil it's like it's pretty rough the darkness that lies within our hearts and the hearts of our fathers and the father's fathers the father's father mothers and the mothers (laughs) (laughs) man we're getting you yeah. know this is now now we're being now we're scholars this is it yeah we've we've uncovered the the mischievy that lies with mischievy mischievy um a paisan mischievy then we go to this is the last verse <clears throat> verse 22 while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So there you go. I mean, that right there proves that climate change is a hoax. <laughs> That's an I mean, irrefu- irrefutable proof. It says right there, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, night and day shall not cease. So th- this idea that climate change is going to come along and just just like devastate the earth and, and we're not going to have any winters anymore and the crops are all going to dry, you know, all, all this all this apocalyptic uh, ideology that people love to espouse about climate change is anathema to what scripture teaches us, which is that following the flood, God made a covenant with us. He promised us that the seasons would change as they should for all time though well while the earth remains while the well yeah while the earth remains but there's no mention of global warming or climate change you know there's that's not going to happen so i think you know that's that's my takeaway from that verse (laughs) but it's odd because he's like while the earth remains why did he have to add that in there because well yeah when it doesn't remain then all that's going to stop right well, I mean, you know, if you factor in the heat death of the universe, which will happen billions of years from now, then sure, there's not going to be any seasons. But, yeah. you know, the Earth is here. 
who knows? Yeah, I, who knows? <laughs> I, well, I, I feel like he's just kind of saying, like, again, I'm not going to flood it. Like, while while the Earth's here, I'm not going to just throw a flood on you. I'm going to let everything continue as normal, yeah. normal harvest time. I guess maybe he's saying, like, whatever else, whatever happens now is on you. It's on yeah. you. Yeah, because uh, this is not going to cease anymore. Yeah, so if summer, you start... It's day and night. Yeah, if you start burning coal and putting lead in the gas and burning garbage in your backyard, not my fault. Not yeah, me. Not my fault. It's one way to interpret it, yeah. Which could be actually a testament to climate change. Could be, yeah. God gave... Yeah, it could be that God gave us clean slate, fresh, clean earth. Yeah. Running like clockwork. Just got and, a new bath. Yeah. And as long as we don't start burning up all the coal and fossil fuels and microplastics and lithium mines and all this stuff, we'd be fine. Yeah. But due due to our the evil within us, our greed, we gotta, you know, mm. we gotta have new iPhones. So we gotta we gotta dig yeah, up the <laughs> we gotta dig up them cobalt. We gotta get these like Cong Congolese children to dig up the cobalt mines. Yeah, and get some lithium batteries going. Yeah, just a vast expenditure of resources, and it you know that creates untold emissions, ripping through the atmosphere in the ozone layer. <laughs> yeah, and by by our own machinations, we may unlock the floodgates once again, but it will not be God's doing. No, no, and because uh, He promises that He won't, but. We'll have to save that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's two ways to interpret this. <laughs> yeah. Either it's uh, valid, you know, it's it's uh, refuting climate change, or it's it's saying that climate change can happen, but it would be it's on us. It's on us. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's either completely anti or a warning against. It. Yeah, but no matter what, <laughs> God is not going to do some big climate disaster, at least a flood again. Yeah, not in a large scale, you know. I mean, there's we have our our tornadoes, hurricanes, and volcanoes, and uh, yeah, earthquakes, you know, but, but not there's these, culling, not, not there's cullings every now and then, you know. There's cullings, yeah, yeah but small. there's no Armageddon's, there's no no, uh, you know, genocides like this. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 wipe out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but man, this is yeah, it's getting good, man. It is getting um, good, and we are getting into some really interesting territory coming up soon. Yeah, which is uh, really I'm ex I'm really getting excited to get to. Well, first of all, we have to go through the Tower of Babel, but then we get to get to uh, Abraham. I'm excited oh. about Abraham, dude. Yeah, I mean Abraham's good, and that's I think that's like the origins of Judaism is Abraham. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like the much. official like start of Judaism. Mm -hmm. he's um, like the the og patriarch of uh yeah of it he's the og oive no. <laughs> <laughs> um good. it's yeah it's interesting though there there does seem to be this resurgence of like interest in these kinds of stories especially this like these chapters uh now because of what's what's happened in the news on the internet did you, did you remember did you, like did you have you heard the 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 wild conspiracy theories about the miami thing 
No, no, nothing about it. I, I really don't pay attention. Oh, to Jamie, like you're gonna like love this. this. You're gonna love this because this is what we've been talking about. People are interested okay. in the Bible again because of this. Oh, oh, what? Yeah, well, this is what this is why we started doing this. This is why we are the shepherds. Okay, so <laughs> you did you hear about that that like altercation that happened at that mall in Miami? No. Okay, so there was this, this mall in Miami where something happened, like some teenage, like a group of teenagers or something, got into like this fight. Like this big like all, brawl happened mm-hmm. from from what I understand, and so the police department was called, and it was like a, a crazy amount of cops that showed up, like just tons and tons of cop cars. Like the footage just shows like, oh, it looks like it's the entire like Miami Dade Metro PD just mm-hmm. shows up to this one mall because some teenagers got into a fight. And there's no, there doesn't seem to be any footage of what was, what happened inside the mall. So the, the pro, the most like prominent conspiracy theory regarding this story is that in what was in the mall were Nephilim. That what a mall in Miami was visited by Nephilim. <laughs> really yes that's crazy that's a wild that's a wild because dude. there's reports there's people saying that they saw nine to ten foot entities in the mall and that's why there's no footage of it because either they were unfilmable or some sort of like men in black forced everyone to erase any footage they've gotten they had gotten of this and so there's all these like tiktoks and tweets and everything all these stories coming out that it's either aliens or Nephilim. Hmm. <laughs> that's wild. What yeah. A, what, a, what a theory. And well, so that's, that's why the people need their shepherds, us to, to guide yeah. them from, to, to a plate to un- understanding, you know, what are the Nephilim and why they may not be interested in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> It might, it may, it well, may. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, if we go back, if we go, let's see, where, where was that? Six. The Nephilim were on the earth those days, and afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, Jesus, the graphic version. Oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe they heard there were big booty Latinas in Miami. I know something. <laughs> I think they like big fake booties because they, they saw that the. Uh, uh, because they saw that those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Well, yeah, but I we think don't... at this point, the Nephilim were 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 also men, but they were just big, and so they're, and they're yeah, all they're extinct. Giants. I don't think they could. The Nephilim can't disappear. Well, if if we if we're to believe based on like these reports that there, there's some sort of like celestial entities, and based on like what we read in the Bible, that at some point in time these Nephilim you know got to know the women of earth if you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying they got to know them they got to know them then and, and they exist as like a supernatural extra dimensional celestial being time operates differently for for us versus them sure and we we don't know what they're up to you know otherwise so they may not have been even like paying attention to anything that's been going on, on earth for the last thousands of years and then just all of a sudden they they dial back in 
to see what's going on and see in Miami big booty Latinas. And they went to my a mall in my wait, wait, why why were the kids fighting? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the actual story is. Like there was it was just like some some sort of like either a gang fight or some teenagers got into like a brawl or something. While the Nephilim were at the mall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess the, there were the, the beef was still on even though the Nephilim were there. They, they... There was a fight going on between these high school kids. The cops showed up. There were two Nephilim walking around. Yeah, there were Nephilim trying to get some big booty Latinas. To... Dude, I'm not gonna lie, we should go to this mall though. Sounds we like should it's go to the happening mall. place. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Miami's happening. The Dude, whole Miami's Florida's worse. yeah, Florida's awesome. Um yeah, there's no way there's no way nephilim are going to florida <laughs> I mean, who knows dude maybe I, I don't know who knows yeah i, I you know i mean if there are, there are a lot of big booty latinas in florida and it's like there are tons they and they there were no big booty latinas in the you know in the time of genesis they were stuck not. yeah there were no bbls there no. were no you know not there were no uh spicy Cuban Cubanas. They were still into them, though. I mean, the Nephilim said that they were the daughters of men were nice. Yeah, and yeah, imagine imagine being stuck with just like whatever like weird primitive African broads existed then that didn't bathe or shave or you know had none. Yeah, and then and then you just like poke your head back. All hairy. Yeah, and you poke you poke your head back in, and you see like. Just a just a fat big booty fat booty big booty Latina walking around the mall getting your ears pierced at Claire's. Maybe they just, wouldn't know what to do with it because maybe they're they're the Nephilim are so used to yeah nice good hairy primitive. Oh, the ne- yeah, the Nephilim wouldn't know what to do with all that. They, all they'd that be booty. like, "What is that? Is that a child?" All that booty meat, they wouldn't know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't handle this. Yeah, <laughs> you need a real poppy to handle that booty meat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What the earth is happening?" Yeah. Um, God's like, I said, I'd never flood the earth again. So that's what we got now. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't. You hadn't heard about, it. Uh, dude. Th- this, this, the last one. I don't, what I don't watch today? a lot of stuff. Today's the tenth. The first ten days of this year have been like. Just this con- each day is just a crazier story than the last. Like so, this is already like four or five uh, n- big news stories ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like. Uh, I don't pay attention to a lot of news stuff. Um, my 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 reels. I'm telling you, they're like art. Uh, yeah, you me- send me just like all the Christian memes. <laughs> Christian memes, art, music stuff, and then golf. How to fix my handicap. That's yeah. like literally my reels. Which, to be, to be honest with you, the the Christian memes do make me laugh. They're they, they, funny. They, they do they do get me. Some of them are good. Some of them are just like weird, but uh, yeah, they, um, crack, they crack me up. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate them. And then a lot of stand up comedy. Oh, so usually yeah. I'll get my so usually I'll get my news late because I hear a comic trying to develop a bit on it, and then the video that comes out that they like enough to put out about an old like you know story. I'm like, that's how I get my news, dude. That's so. I'm cool. like, oh, I didn't know Kanye did that. I don't even watch like you still pay attention on. I don't even watch stand up comedy anymore. I just watch people that hate stand up comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like I there's a guy I follow on YouTube, uh, like this huge account. He's got like over a million followers. His name is Turkey Tom, mm. 
and he does like these video essays like these breakdowns on different like figures in the media uh mm-hmm. and he did <laughs> i got a recommendation the other day that just said the most insufferable comedian of all time in the thumbnail was Burt Kreischer. <laughs> and it's like that that's kind of that's kind of what I'm tuned into these days. I hear you. I mean, yeah, when it comes to the the state of stand up, it's it's depressing for sure. But yeah. They they got it. They're doing a, a open mics at Madison Square Garden now. Yeah, that's great. Did you see that? Oh no! Was it a really kill a Tony? Kill Tony's doing two shows at Madison Square Garden. Oh oh oh! Kill Tony. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. That's cr- that's so crazy to me. I well, just be- just becomes like a roast fest because then those people that we just had them last week through New Year's, they all leave an arena and then they go to like these midnight shows after they've just been hearing everybody get roasted forever, and then they go and then they these people just start interrupting shows and booing people. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't get it twisted with what Kill Tony's doing. What yeah, have you have you doing. gone have you gone to one since they moved since they came to Austin? Uh, yeah, actually, it's the only time I ever went up. I got up like my first moved here two years ago. I got on, and then um, I just never signed up again. Who was on the panel that night? Uh, Kurt Metzger. Okay, <laughs> I have a history with him. <laughs> oh, really? Oh yeah, you don't know about this? I think maybe I do now because you were the one in Houston, right? In Houston, when we were still doing the Loud yeah. Boys, we had a live show at Skankfest, and he was, I think, the only comedian that actually agreed to be a guest out of like all the ones we were trying to get. Uh-huh. He was he was like one of our choices. They sent us a list, and we're like, out of these, like, can you name like three or four that you would want as a guest? And he was one of the names we picked. And he was oh. out of those names, he was the one that agreed. Nice. And um, so he 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 was late. Like he we found out he was gonna be like 15 minutes late. So we grabbed this other comedian, Mike Figs, to come up there with us just to get the show started. And then Metzger would hop up like 15 minutes later when he's finally done with his spot. Mm-hmm. And immediately we start the show it's immediately off the rails it's such just chaos what what is happening on that stage and Mm -hmm. it's just pandemonium i people are already like walking out like we're already we're losing audience members within the first like 10 minutes (laughs) and and so he shows up and like metzger is a very very funny guy but he's also kind of a serious dude like he he wants to have like a, a more gra- like a grounded conversation and like riff from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So he shows up and we are just like howling like apes and, and just not <laughs> we're not even like saying complete sentences. It it's on YouTube if you want to watch folks if you oh, want to watch this on I YouTube. It's 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 almost it's unwatchable. <laughs> it's so funny how bad it was. And so he I forget how long he was up there, but he couldn't get a, he could barely get a word in edgewise. And uh, I remember, like, at one point, I looked at him. Like, he was, like, two or three over from me. Like, we're sitting at a table, Last Supper style. Mm-hmm. And I, like, lean back, and I look over at him, and I kind of make eye contact with him. And we just kind of had this moment where I, I I tried to, like, telepathically tell him, like, all hope is lost here, buddy. Yeah, I don't know what to get you, what you expect <laughs> from this. but yeah so then after how, however long he was up there with us at a certain point he he pulls out a cigarette and he goes is there anywhere i can go smoke and we were like oh yeah you can just step outside smoke real quick and he he was like thanks 
And he goes he goes outside to smoke a cigarette and just never comes back. Yeah, I'm about to say there's no way he's coming back. He never came back. That's awesome. It was the funniest thing he could have done. It makes me it still makes me laugh, but I mean I think he was looking around going, I think I'm okay with leaving this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's you know? funny that he was uh someone who judged your comedy that night. How'd you do? Yeah. I had a great minute. I think it was the interview that bored him. Yeah. I, so I was don't, just like, I don't like the interview prop. I'm like, yeah, here's, I mean, I was just giving him really dud answers. And the whole time I'm thinking, so you liked my minute? Like, can I get a spot on the secret show? That's all I was like hoping for. Yeah. And then after that happened, uh, yeah, everybody was just drunk afterwards. And I don't even think they remembered I went up. So I was just like, all right, I'm not, I'm not staying in that pig pen. Ever I personally do not like the show. Yeah, I mean, it's just. It's I know that I know yeah. that Tony, like my interactions with Tony, were he was nice to me. Like he yeah, seemed, he's always been nice. He seems like a solid dude who like really wants to help people. He can. He also seems like a bit of a prick, but also not like overall like a, a community driven guy. Yeah, that show, you know, is the 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 evils within the imagination of all men. <laughs> It seems so mean spirited at times. Yeah, well, it's. It, I mean, it's an interesting. Uh, I mean, it's a. It's, it's a great concept for a show, no doubt. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, like if, look, they're playing Madison Square Garden, so I'm wrong. Like yeah, I'm wrong yeah, here, but they figured it out. It's. It just. But yeah, seems... people. But people like people go there for the reason why people go to a NASCAR. You want to see somebody wreck you see and somebody flip bomb, a million yeah. times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, and that's one thing. But then, like roasting them afterward, I don't like. I don't, I don't yeah. even like. I don't even like roasting. Like, I like, like roast making it worse. I I like roast when it's like somebody, when it's like an honor to honor someone. When it's like yeah. Saget or Charlie Sheen or Trump, yeah. those old school Friars Club, Comedy Central roasts, those were fun. But these like. Like roast battles or just roasting like some open micer, it's their first time. Um, to me, it's like it's like, well, you're not you're not doing this from a place of camaraderie or it, the, the treating them as like a colleague where you're just busting their balls. This is like this is like mean to me. It, seems, it just seems mean to me. No, yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it does have a weird feeling about it, and it's like, yeah, see, I was funnier than you i kicked your ass and i'm a better comedian i should get yeah than you you shouldn't because you lost the roast battle yeah it's, it's, it feels it's like. so odd to me because there's like this really prevalent idea it's like we gotta have a thick skin we we bust balls around here nobody's safe <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah exactly. but or we could not do that <laughs> why, why are we doing this to each other yeah yeah maybe it's, we should show you the, the support that we're always talking about it's fun look it's fun to rip on each other it's fun to break balls that way from time to time but to make that your like whole philosophy of, of like hey nobody i i tell like it is nobody's safe yeah it's is like well you could not you could just not do that yeah i mean <laughs> that's the thing i feel like people want to like use uh being a comedian as a as a validation to to be a, an asshole and it's like you just because you're comedian to ask to ass wage people yeah to ass wage people like you can be a comedian and still be a decent person just because you become a comedian doesn't mean you got to turn into like an actual scumbag full of mischief you know yeah you don't have to be you don't have to be full of mischievy to exactly 
Like, you can still be a regular person. Like, you can yeah. still be a nice, good, upstanding person and then do comedy. You don't got to be like, oh, yeah, I just, I, yeah, like you said, I'll, I'll just say how it is. And, but it's but it's weird and like that philosophy uh with that i feel like with that show and the, that community that they kind of are in that mindset of like yeah. uh, all just wild zany and living on the edge and it's just like man that sounds like a that sounds like a rough go yeah it's you know because everybody's like you gotta have a thick skin to do comedy it's like yeah you do because you're gonna bomb yeah like that that should that's right, the, right right that should be <laughs> not, the not worst. because y'all are gonna attack me yeah so. yeah like that should be the worst of it is just going on stage and telling a joke and nobody like it sucks that's like that's such a painful humiliating feeling why add on to that like also we're gonna make fun of you we're gonna be really mean to you about what just happened yeah about your physical appearance you know about your <laughs> about everything about you in the most shallow sense yeah but we look we're di- you know you and i we walk with christ so we <laughs> yeah, just have better, a different we're, we're better than them we're not <laughs> look, no we're not <laughs> we're not judgmental everything. we're not doing that you know only god can judge none of that we just you know we're christ-like so we we try to be more welcoming and open in, in our church yeah. in our community yeah, we try to be a little nice. Yeah, we're not trying to kill anybody, not even Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thou shalt not kill. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's right. That's number one, I'm pretty sure. That's number one right there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, that, that was a good one, man. Gen, Gen 8. Uh, Gen 8. Yeah. That Genesis was, that was a solid one. I forgot how long the story of Noah takes, but. Uh, it takes a minute, yeah. And then we, we have it. Interesting. We, yeah, we have a tangent, maybe a bonus or something we're supposed to go on because the somebody, the guy? yeah, some uh, uh, a guy who I did a live stream with, who I only know as Jigglypuff, uh, is his name. He reached out and said that he's read the Book of Enoch, which is where you learn more about the Nephilim, the the Nephilim of Miami. Hmm. And, and he want he asked if he could come on and like we talk about you know that part of the apocrypha about um, enoch specifically enoch yeah all um, right oh i have i have enoch I'll, I'll read it too i've never read any of the apocrypha yeah so we'll, i mean we gotta we gotta fit that i'll reach out to him we'll fit that in at some point but okay do you don't you have a copy of the the apocrypha i've got en- i've got some apocrypha here but i got the book of enoch i got okay, it on, okay, i got nice. it on my phone uh yeah but we'll be doing that soon um but yeah you know this was genesis 8 next next time we're gonna do genesis 9 and then in 10 to 15 short years we'll have read the entire bible yeah guys thanks for checking us out and um i hope you like the sermon yeah and 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 now uh let us pray everybody bow your heads uh father father god uh thank you for this uh this day this life that you have blessed us with uh is a beautiful and blessed one and though at times uh our lives may be uh, seemingly hopeless and filled with darkness and despair we know that your light shines through no matter what and as long as we walk with you lord and accept your son jesus christ as our lord and savior that we shall always find that light and it through darkness and in light, uh, you know, 
enjoy receive and find uh grace with you and and receive your blessings um you know we ask you just to bless uh all of our moms and dads and, and all the people out there that are struggling and not and hey and also the people that are not struggling uh bless every please continue to to rain blessings down upon us uh for for which we are eternally grateful um and and uh in in also you know help us bless the uh, economy help us fix uh, all these issues with inflation and high interest rates so that uh my generation and the the generations coming up can uh afford homes and not have to rent forever or live in their cars and lord uh it is in Jesus name that we pray amen Where'd you go, Jamie? Are you there? Jamie froze during the prayer. Okay, well, amen, everybody. <laughs> I'm just looking at Jamie's eyes closed. Uh, anyway, uh, that this was the, the sermon for this week, the Blessed Billionaire Boys Backyard Bible Bonanza, or Six Double B. Uh, folks, we're going to pass the collection plate along. Whenever it gets to you, if you can, leave a little something in there. Patreon.com slash cornfed with Dalton Pruitt. Uh, once again, the collection plate is patreon.com slash cornfed with Dalton Pruitt. Thank you. I love you. Uh, blessing, blessed be, blessed be, blessed be. Um, uh, be, be blessed, my flock. Thank you. I love you. Uh, good evening. This, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, let us rejoice, and be glad in it. This, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice, let us rejoice and be glad in it. This, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, let us rejoice and be glad in it. This, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice, let us rejoice and be glad in it.